Hey guys, Coach Sean here and welcome to another episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast. And you know, with the Dublin City Martin on this weekend, is there really anything else I could have talked about in this episode? Uh, considering I ran two of them before and you know, instead of blabbing on about the last two marathons I ran and the litany of mistakes I made, litany. Never, never say a lady. Anywho, I try to give you my top 10 tips for preparing for the big day. And since we are in the week of the 40th anniversary of the Dublin City Martin, I'll keep the tips to just this week. Uh, so we're not going to be talking about a 16-week training plan and increasing your running by 10% or doing long runs should only be 30% of your total volume in the week, blah, blah, blah. Because uh, that's going to be no use to anybody right now that uh, could be listening to this podcast that's doing the marathon this weekend. So we're going to be talking about my top 10 tips that I've learned from my mistakes for the marathon and hopefully it'll help somebody out there listen to this week's podcast. Um, the first one is to take in the pre-race atmosphere of the expo this weekend when you're collecting your number, be it on the Friday or the Saturday. Um, you know, you've done the hard work for the training for the event, the tasks are hand on Sunday, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the events leading up to it. Making time to explore the expo and taking in the atmosphere, but don't be tempted to try out new things in the day of the race. There's all different, you know, equipment there, um, all these different gels and different things like that be, be um, sold to you and be like, okay, if I can get those gels, I'll be able to go a little bit faster for the event. But the problem is, if you haven't used those gels before and you start loading up on a lot of them, you know, while you're in the race, your body might have a bad reaction to it. Next thing, you know, you're looking for one of those port of as you're going along because when you got to go, you got to go and, and it could totally mess up your, your, your system. There's going to be gels on the race anyway at mile 16 and mile 22, I think. There's Lucas Aid stations as well. And, there, and especially this is your first one. The amount of people, I know what that got to me was the amount of people that watch and have different jellies and stuff there throughout the event. You're not going to be stuck. Now, it mightn't be harm having one or two gels on you, but just be careful on taking a load of gels if you have not used gels in your training so far. So, just to clarify, I'm not saying gels are bad. They can be very good for you, but you should, it, you should have been using them leading up to the event if you plan them using them in the marathon so your body can kind of adjust to them the second thing speaking of the expo and the clothes is the second thing is to wear clothes and runners that you're used to running in so buying a new pair of runners this week is completely out of the question breaking them in on the day in the marathon not totally smart and um, when it comes to clothes don't wear cotton because you're going to be running for a long time and even though it might come might be cold sunday morning it, you're going to warm up pretty fast. It's it's going to get heavy. It's going to get sweaty. It's not going to be comfortable to run in. So you're definitely going to need a tech tee. You might get away with a new tech tee on Sunday, but why chance it? You, you're best off getting using something you've run a race in before. If you did a half marathon in the Phoenix Park last month, running that. Running something you're comfortable running in. Um, so you don't have to think twice about it pretty much. And, and you know you're going to feel good in that. The third thing, and this is one of the big mistakes I made the very first time I did a marathon, run by yourself or run with pacers if you've got a certain time in mind. I, I get to that in a little bit later with your first one, but do not run with a partner. Run your own race. You're only going to mess up the pace with your partner. You may be thinking, oh, you know, we train together. We have similar goals, stuff like that. Don't do it. 
trust me the race is too long there's gonna be a stages during the race where you feel good and you're ready to push on but your partner is gonna be holding you back and the other thing is gonna happen as well you're gonna come up one of the hills and you're not gonna feel the legs the partner's trying to push you on and you just need a couple of minutes to slow down your pace to build back up again and they're trying to push you on and because of that they're gonna be slowing down and it's gonna wreck up their rhythm so when you're good to go again they're going to be sore and it's it's just it's very very hard to match with someone all the way through unless you're with a pacer who's designed to go for the time slot you're aiming for and then your job is to keep with them they don't care about you they've got a time and to stick to so you got to go with them so it works a little bit differently with pacers pacers are great but don't run with a partner Unless that partner is going with a pacer as well, then you're both going by pacers rather than running with each other. And um, just it, it's you're you're kind of by yourself in the marathon for the for the most part, and that that sounds kind of cold. But especially if you've got a time and stuff that you want to aim for, I would recommend running on your own. Otherwise, running with a partner, even if it's your best mate, because I ran with my best mate in uh, the first time I did it, and halfway through he wanted to kill me, and then a little bit later I damn sure wanted to kill him. We got each other's nerves so much. During that race, it was ridiculous. And, you know, we never argue or anything. Um, but during that marathon, we wanted to kill each other. Three is to plan plan for the event the night before. So uh, plan your day the night before the event. Get your marathon bag together for your stuff you're going to need after the race. Organize your race clothes and all the night before. Because you're going to be up early with the, with the race starting around 9 o'clock, depending on your wave. You know, some cases you could be up at five, six, or seven in the morning to get ready for the event. Uh, it depends on food and how what food you kind of want to eat, and I'll talk that a little bit later as well. But get everything ready the night before. Prep everything. Get your clothes, get your bag ready. So have um pack a hoodie for after the event. Potential change of clothes as well. I find for for it could work. For some people say for recovery, compression clothing is good. So your Under Armour tops and things like that, that's good for after an event. And let's face it, after a marathon, you're going to look for any help you can get. So if you have a spare pair of um the, the long kind of compression leggings and, and the long sleeve tops, throw it on you. It can't hurt and it might help a little bit of recovery afterwards. Don't forget the Vaseline as well, uh, especially um for shaving. I've never had an issue with shaving before, but every year I use on my nipples because I think I keep thinking of Andy Bernard from The Office where he gets the, the blood running down. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want that, especially during a long three and a half, four-hour event. I'm getting very optimistic saying that, maybe four and a half. Let's see. We might have to see some. But um, definitely use a Vaseline just in case. And it's also good to use it on, on your eyebrows as well. Um, I don't know about you guys running, but when I run, I find it very hard. Um, the sweat comes into my eyes very easy. And the last couple of marathon days, it's been no rain. It's been dry. It's actually been kind of warm, particularly uh, particularly warm for the end of November. The end of October, I'm saying, sorry, for the end of October. So definitely get Vaseline for the eyebrows. It helps the sweat and make sure the sweat doesn't drop into the eyes. And then for after the event as well, for your your marathon bag and the Oralite just to get the hydration uh, to get some uh, extra fluids back in it'll work better than water because you're gonna lose a lot of water and sodium throughout the race obviously and get some fuel in into you as well whatever it is a banana things like that you're gonna have a race bag at the end of the event but don't rely on that totally get have something there for you as well just in case so you're not thinking about oh what might or might not be there in the race bag at the end and it might be extra, extra motivation as well if you've got something really nice in that race bag and you've got a couple of kilometers to go you're like 
I'm running for that. I got to get to the end of that. So definitely bring your own food. Make sure you have something for hydration as well. Uh, and obviously a change of clothing as well. Number four, keep it simple. So I was just talking about food a second ago there. Don't do anything radical with foods days before the event. If you're not, if you're used to not eating too much carbs, don't cut, carb loading can be good if you slowly increase it. But don't just change your entire diet and have pasta the entire week if you never really have pasta before because you once again, your body's going to take time to adjust to that and you could feel slow and sluggish because you're not using the amount of carbs you're having. So if you're going to carb load, gradually increase it over maybe the last two, three days, maybe the Thursday, Friday, Saturday before the event. I wouldn't really recommend something that you wouldn't normally eat so let's say at the expo someone's like you know what you need the morning of you definitely need porridge and fruit whatever it is and you're like well i i, I usually have this instead uh mornings before my long runs and they're like no no porridge definitely give you the the extra the extra little kick it might then again it might mess your system so why take the chance have something that you're used to having trust in what you've been doing so far and keep having that uh, just Pretty much keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate your food. Treat it as you, as you would the day before any long run. Have that and trust in your training and you should be good to go. Number five is warm up before the marathon begins. There is a long, long way for the marathon, especially getting the waves and all the rest. But you don't have to do too much for, for the warm up. You know, a light jog, a couple of squats, getting a couple of stretches in, just moving the body around ease into your warm-up just getting a few squats and lunges not 20 or 30 squats and lunges don't burn yourself out before the race begins and please 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 don't do loads of squat jumps before the race begins Um, i've seen that in like in like different 10ks and half marathon races where they have like a hype man they're saying you know getting people pumped up for it and they get them to do squats and then like 30 seconds into it, they're like right let's start doing squat jumps and i'm like no and they start counting down, like, do, you know, 10, 15 squat jumps. I'm like, why why would I do that? What That makes no sense. There was one where I was supposed to run along sand at the very start. I'm like, I'm not tiring my legs out, doing jumps and pre, pre-fatiguing my legs before I even cross the starting line. Why would I do squat jumps? That's That defeats the entire purpose. But uh, if you do a couple of squats and warm up the legs, that's okay. That, you know, you're, you're kick-starting the body there. But squat jumps, stuff that's going to tire yourself out. Um. I, I, I would ease off from that. Now, if you're used to doing squat jumps as a ritual before the marathon, throw in three to five squat jumps at the end. Maybe just loosen out a little bit. That might help. But don't start doing 30 seconds of squat jumps before before marathon. Please don't do that. And speaking of warming up, this is another mistake I made. The first year I went down, I was freezing. Now, I, I heard this advice um so many times in the expo uh, the year later i don't know i wasn't paying attention the first year I, I don't know what happened but bring wear a hoodie going down to the event there is um when there's a load of clothes left afterwards on the side of the road they're all donated to charity so if you have an old hoodie or something throw it on uh, don't feel free to throw on the side of the road. Um, the first year I saw, like, that's a disgrace. Just all those clothes getting binned or whatever. But you're told that those clothes get donated, donated to charity. So if, you, if you're if you nice and warm, because you are going to be waiting around at least 45 minutes to an hour, if not longer in some cases, for, for you to start. And even longer again if you're in the later waves. So 
you you gotta keep warm. Some people wear bin bags as well around the body, but if you have an old hoodie, just 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 bring the old hoodie. You're you're gonna be thankful for it. And also, if it is if it does feel cold that warm that morning, don't wear a long sleeve tech t shirt. You're gonna feel like wearing one, uh, because you feel cold. You're like, oh, I'm gonna keep myself warm, especially start a race. But as that race progresses, you're gonna feel really really warm. So and you're gonna wish you wore a t shirt. So. Just grin and bear at the start. Wear the tech t-shirt. You will warm up and you will feel good. You don't want to feel too warm doing the marathon. Number six is set a goal, but be cautiously optimistic. So set a goal. And if it's your first time doing a marathon, my honest advice is just complete it. Um, I didn't do that the first time and I failed my goal and I kind of put myself in a downer looking back on it because I do think oh, I wanted I, I had different mindset going into it I had a stupid mindset going into it of a time I had and I got nowhere near it which, which sucked so it kind of took away the, the good of doing the marathon but your first time doing it should be just to to set a goal and doing it because the the distance get doing the last six to eight miles uh, especially if you haven't gone most people haven't gone past a 20 mile marker in their training it's a completely different animal those last six miles and pushing yourself through it uh, just getting it done is accomplishment in and of itself so that should be the goal and as well as that if you do set a time goal for the event there's so many different factors coming to play and and being ireland one of them is the weather now i think i think don't hold me to it it's not supposed to rain on sunday but it is supposed to rain friday and saturday so it could be slippery i don't know obviously i don't know i can't predict the future and it's tuesday as i as i read as i'm um, doing this podcast so how do i know but uh if it's slippy that's gonna affect your time if it's absolutely lashing rain and you know it's very windy that's gonna affect your time there's nothing you can do, really do about it so set a goal but be cautiously optimistic about it set a backup goal with it as well and that could be, especially if it's your first marathon, just finishing the race. And if you do, if it is your first marathon, finishing the race alone is going to help set you up physically and mentally for the next marathon. Because you, you've been through the process, you know how to pace yourself better. Um, so you, you, you know how your body feels as you get to the later stages of the marathon. So mentally, it's going to be a, a lot better if you're doing that second marathon. Because you, you can just... It's, it's hard to explain as I'm struggling here, <laughs> stumbling my words, but I know when I did the second year and I got to mile, you know, 16, 17, 18, as I got longer, I just felt better. I knew I was ahead. I knew I was able physically for it because I did it before. With the first one, you do have that doubt in your mind until you've crossed the finish line and you're done. So the second one, you're just, it's easy to pace. The first time I didn't pace myself, I felt good. I'll be talking about that in a, a little bit of a second with pacing, so I won't get into that too much. I'm going to go straight on to um, the, my next point before I blabber on and completely miss one of my top 10 tips. So um, number seven, uh, speaking of pacing a bit and, and being mentally prepared is knowing the route. Have a look at the, at the race before you do it. Have a look at the map of the race. Get a fair idea where the hills are. You know, mark the distances between different landmarks. So instead of treating it as I gotta get to the finish, got to get to the finish. When you're in the Phoenix Park, it's like right, I gotta get to Chapel, I gotta get at Castle Knock. From Castle Knock, I gotta get back into the park, then I gotta Chapel Lizard. From Chapel Lizard, I gotta get to Inch Core and up over that hill. And you know each little bit, so you're progressing uh, every two to three miles in your head rather than thinking. 
oh Malaga because main is square and you're only a Phoenix Park and you're three miles in that's going to play with you I, the longer you run the more it becomes a mental battle as much if not more so than a physical battle so have a fair idea what's coming up um, have a fair idea of what's coming up so mentally you're, you're it's just a lot easier to prepare for the next two miles the next three miles rather than I got 20 odd miles to get to Marion Square to finish this race and and speaking of getting the next two three miles then my next point is pacing so knowing the route can help you with pacing and here's one of the biggest mistakes I made again I mentioned a lot of mistakes because here's that word again a litany of mistakes I made in my first two marathons one of them wasn't pacing the very first one I did, I was all guns blazing. I felt great. I flew out of the finish line. As soon as I got by the crowds, you know, I was pushing up the hill pretty fast. I felt good. The adrenaline was was pumping, and I was going a lot faster than I initially intended. But I felt great. Beautiful day. I could do this. No bother to me. I had no idea what was in store for me. But I got past mile 10, through Chapel Lizard, went up the hill towards Inchicore, and pretty much... I knew it was as soon as I got to the top of the hill, like, I'm in trouble. The legs did not like that at all. The killer of a hill. I think it's just after mile marker 10. Uh, when you come out of Chapel Lizard, you're taking a... Across the cross ridge through Chapel Lizard, taking a left, and you're heading up towards uh, Inchicore and uh, Kilmainham Jail and all the rest. There is an awful, awful hill. And it is... I, I think it's the worst hill in the whole course. I would recommend going maybe even slower than your mar- your marathon pace but just easing into the first couple of, couple of miles once you pass that hill and you're feeling good then start thinking about okay what's my time going to be um what what are my goals for the rest of this race because then you know what the conditions are like then you know how you're feeling in, in the legs then you know uh, what you might or might not be, be capable of and the adrenaline's kind of wore off for the first by the time whatever time it is you get there the adrenaline's kind of wore off you're, you're set in you're like this samaritan i'm i'm i know what i'm what i'm in for now that kind of hype of ah oh, i can go all day is, is is out of your head you're just more relaxed and you're into it so around that marker i find it's a good time to just think about okay where where are we at here what can we get what can we realistically accomplish today and, and go with it from there and speaking of being being realistic the next point is um a positive mindset so there's gonna be times where it's just gonna be dark you're gonna feel like as great and as awesome as the crowds are uh in the Dublin Martin there are little pockets where there's no crowds and you're 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 running up towards the, the next big crowd but in those little pockets man it, it, it can get dark especially if you start to struggle and you just have to stay positive you just gotta push yourself through it um just stay positive positive affirmations one foot in front of the other just slowly ease into it i mean for a lot of people to get to around mile 22 i think that's the last really big hill at mile 22 so once you get there um there's literally a downhill after that as you head towards the n11 there's a small little hill actually on a ramp heading up the n11 across the bridge but for the most part mile 22 is your last big hill from there, instead of thinking the last four miles, thinking how you get through, just think about the next two, three miles. Because once you pass Vincent's Corner, you turn left, you've got a two miles, I think, left. You're, you turn left onto Marion Road, I think. 
and it was like two miles left and as you keep going the crowds keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and even though it's a it might feel like a long two miles might be your worst pace you just feel good because you know you're near the end you just got to keep pushing forward but to get to that spot when you get when you're getting towards that hill you feel like you can't do it just think it's only two two miles to get to the crowds and all there cheering you on pushing you through on that last flat straight towards the finish line positive thinking visualize yourself finish the race it sounds corny saying it but when those stages when you start to feel really sore in the legs it really really does help so like i can't imagine doing the uh doing a marathon in places that wouldn't be as popular as dublin right now because just the crowds the crowds the atmosphere the buzz you get to keep going it definitely pushes it a little bit further um i suppose the only way i can explain it is if you've done a lot of running um try to do it without your headphones for some people they can't do running without their headphones they need something to distract them and stuff the crowds there is like headphones times 10 don't wear your headphones there's a bonus tip don't wear your headphones at the at the marathon please don't wear the headphones take it all in just take it take take in the atmosphere it'll help push it a lot more than the music ever will ever will with the exception of the rocky soundtrack now that i think loud and the last point is the end of the race just keep moving and um, try not to sit sit or stand still too long now there is a long walk when you're finished from the bag drop to to get around uh because you can't just you can't meet friends and family at the very end of the, at the, of the finish at the finish line you have to keep walking forward and walk around the block walk around Marion square so you have to keep moving anyway but get the fuel into you get get a lot of water into you get some dior light into your lucas aid or whatever you find is good for hydration afterwards get that into you and um, try the compression gear might help recovery try and keep moving even you're not going to want to keep moving or stretches but spending three four minutes to get them in might help you a ton later so you don't seize up and the plans you made for later on you might have to rethink them as well so if you're making plans for the sunday night maybe just say you're playing it by years and definitely commit to them some people will feel better than others um i know last year when we did it because i was more prepared i had the the oil light and all the rest into me and the fluids and i kept going i had the compression gear on one of my mates see he uh opened the can of guinness he had that straight away i'm not saying don't have beer but just have other drinks before it as well um and uh i said he said as soon as he got home he just laid down and he was gone for three four hours we were all supposed to go out that night and he didn't make it just because he was completely wrecked and it was his first martin and fair play to the guy did awesome in his first martin but um he said he was coming out. Can't blame the guy for not coming out. But others might be like, hey, why didn't he make it out? Just say, if you're planning with others to do something afterwards, just say you're playing it by ear. Enjoy and see how you feel after Martin and just 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 really enjoy the day. And, and you know, that that's pretty much it. Best of luck to all twenty two and a half thousand people signed up to do the Martin this year. I really hope for you guys that the weather is good as it's been the last two years when I did the event. And when I first did the event, I was like, the reason I always tell people like the reason I'm doing a marathon is to say I did it, so you don't have to. If I say it to a client, and you shouldn't do it, it's terrible for your body. And yes, it's not that great for your body. Um, for fitness and health, I I don't think people need to run past in ten k, but 
it is a tremendous experience uh, it's a pretty cool achievement say you ran a marathon and uh, it's a really really good mental battle as well as physical uh, especially getting through those last six eight miles or, or whatever it is um if you are going to do a marathon obviously you know i i recommend a lot of cross training with it, a lot of strength training beforehand to limit the injuries as much as you can um i've tried to do that this year because i couldn't help myself a lot of people know already i couldn't help myself because it was the 40th anniversary and they, and they had the extra two and a half thousand tickets in july i got like oh should i should i should i should i and of course i went online i was lucky enough to get tickets so well, I'm doing it Sunday as well. That's why I'm really hoping the weather is good. So, uh, best of luck to 22,499 of you and myself. 499 and myself as well doing the marathon this Sunday. Um, hopefully, it's a great day. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I paid attention to this list myself so I don't do too poorly in it. And, and with that said, I'm, I'm going off now to do a, do a light run and slowly loosen out the legs myself before Sunday. And, and that's pretty much all I have for this podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Best of luck once again to do a marathon on Sunday. If not, um, hopefully there's better content for you next week. And that's all I got to say. Take care, guys. Best of luck from Koshan. Take care.